Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Our number is 877-381-3811. Are we going okay, Mr. Producer? Yes. 877-381-3811. I'm not even going to tell you what's going on here. I assume you can hear me on the air. Look, I've been chopping at the bit to come on this program uh, to talk to you since the uh, farce that took place in the Senate ended. And let there be no... No confusion about this whatsoever. Despite the senators and the media and despite other commentators telling you about the Senate, what the Senate did, what the Senate did was unconstitutional. It was utterly and completely lawless. It has created a horrific precedent, as we've discussed now for two weeks. And yes, Lindsey Graham's right, no doubt a listener to the program, that they can if they get a majority in the House, bring up what Kamala Harris said and impeach her. Will the Republicans do that? No, you know they won't do that. Can they? Now, yes. And they can do it without hearings, without evidence, without anything else. Just a two-hour floor debate, a 50-page document, and then decide when they want to send it to the Senate. That's a fact. They have destroyed the impeachment clause. They have destroyed separation of powers. Future Republican presidents, now that this president has been set, just Republican presidents, will find that their hands are tied and that they will be threatened constantly with impeachment, trial, potential removal, and banning from office. If they can do it to a private citizen now, they can certainly do it over and over again to other private citizens who served in high office. This is a disaster. It's a disgrace. 
but it took place. Seven Republicans, seven Republicans voted to convict a private citizen, a private citizen. Five of them had voted, excuse me, six of them had voted that the process was unconstitutional. Meanwhile, Burr of North Carolina, who's announced he's not running, so I guess he thinks he can be an idiot, but he was anyway, he votes on conviction, even though he voted earlier, that it was unconstitutional. That man either needs a lobotomy or had a lobotomy. But it's worse than that. The matter's over, and Mitch McConnell goes to the floor of the United States Senate and urges prosecutors to go after the former president of the United States, even though there's absolutely no basis as a matter of criminal law to go after the former president of the United States. He encourages them to do that. He encourages people to look for reasons to sue the former president on civil grounds. He encourages his colleagues to look at possible censure of the 14th Amendment. That's what he meant. It's exactly what he meant. And then he announces the other day, and we'll, get, we'll circle back to this. I'm just summing up. He announces the other day to Politico, which is a left-wing outlet to which he leaks information constantly. You will not find negative articles about Mitch McConnell in the left-wing site called Politico. What you will find are attacks on people with whom he disagrees, because he and his surrogates and his staff leaked to Politico. And what does he say to Politico? He says he is going to do whatever is necessary to make sure only those people who can win are nominated. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have been here before and before and before. This is McConnell, the Gerald Ford Republican, who opposed Ronald Reagan in 1976. This is McConnell. The Republican establishment candidate and leader who opposed the Tea Party. This is McConnell who opposed Trump and the Trump movement. This is a man of the Chamber of Commerce. This is a man who's always looking for deals. This is a corporatist. This is a man without a single principle in his damn body. None except his own empowerment. By a long shot, this man has been the longest-serving Republican leader in the Senate. By two or three years already. By two or three years already. And they just re-elected him the leader. Why? Are things going well in our country? When the Republicans control the Senate, I know they get judges. We can really thank Harry Reid more than anybody else for that. But what has the man accomplished? Anything to secure our borders? He cuts deals with Obama that undermines our military? He votes for virtually every damn spending bill that's out there? He's empowered the National Republican Senatorial Committee, which he controls. That's his fiefdom. So he can pour money into states and get involved in primaries. He's the senator from Kentucky. He thinks he's the senator in charge of the whole country. His days are over. He can't communicate. He can't speak. Most of the American people don't even know who he is, and he's been around forever. 
You can't tell me five great accomplishments that he's made. Judges, Mark. Judges, Mark. Like I said, if it wasn't for Harry Reid, it wouldn't be Judges, Mark. If it wasn't for Donald Trump nominating one after another and winning the presidency, we wouldn't be making progress on that front. His advice is bad. His political instincts are even worse. He rules with an iron fist up there. We need new blood. We need fresh voices. We need smart people. We need statesmen. We need strategists. He's none of those things. He's power hungry. And now he works with the Democrats to try and destroy Donald Trump, who many of us revere. And then he says, he, he is going to make sure that we only nominate people who can win. Listen to the idiocy, the insanity. Listen to the arrogance of that statement. Like who? Like McCain? Like Romney? He goes to the Senate floor and talks about our president this way? He's never gone to the Senate floor and trashed Joe Biden for sitting on his mouth throughout the summer? Not like this. He never said Kamala Harris gave aid and comfort to the rioters when she spoke on Stephen Colbert like she did in August? Unbelievable. The Senate doesn't exist for Mitch McConnell. McConnell said by telephone, he says he just needs one Senate seat to become majority leader again. Though he's facing perhaps even bigger political headaches than in the Tea Party era. See that? The Democrats support their base, redistribute wealth to their base, change laws to protect their base, want information and support from their base. The Republicans attack their base. They smear it. They degrade it. He's giving an interview to Politico. Not to the Washington Times. He's giving it to Politico, not to the Washington Examiner. How often does he show up on Fox if it's not a host that used to work in the Bush administration, Mr. Producer? Never. He's not even comfortable around conservatives. He's not even comfortable being with conservatives. You know, he was razor-thin lead or razor-thin behind his opponent. This time around. And he has Donald Trump do a commercial form of video. Asks him to do it. Asks him to support him. Appoints his wife, transportation secretary. He listened to McConnell when McConnell said, go first with Kavanaugh. Hold back. On Barron. On Comey, rather. And he was wrong. McConnell made clear in a Saturday evening interview that he will not hesitate to wait into future primary races if a Trump-backed candidate like, say, Kelly Ward in Arizona or the former president's daughter-in-law, Lara, in North Carolina, threatens his bid to retake the majority. Republican, he's only going to support Republicans who can win. Some of them may be people the former president likes. Some of them may not be. The only thing I care about is electability. I'm not predicting the president would support people who couldn't win. 
But I do think electability, not who supports who, is the critical point. So under Mitch McConnell, we never, ever would have had Ronald Reagan. Because they didn't think he could win. They said it over and over again. He can't win. He's too conservative. Under Mitch McConnell, we never, ever would have had a President Donald Trump. Under Mitch McConnell, we never would have had a President Abraham Lincoln. He won with a minority of the votes. A plurality, but a minority. Who does this egomaniacal narcissist think he is? But now he's thrown down the gauntlet, ladies and gentlemen, to the Reaganites, to the Trumpites, to the Tea Party, to the conservatives. He's thrown down the gauntlet. It's now Mitch McConnell, establishment rhino Republican who's been around forever, long in the tooth, incapable of communicating, a strategic moron versus us. They like to say, McConnell and his National Republican Senatorial Committee, that Donald Trump cost us those two Senate races in Georgia. No, he didn't. Those candidates were awful. Leffler was awful. She was picked by the rhino governor and supported that pick by McConnell. Purdue was awful. With all due respect, he was awful. They didn't have a pulse. That was McConnell's guy. McSally in Arizona. It was McConnell who asked the governor of Arizona to pick McSally. She only lost twice now. I'll be right back. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. So to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these very things, and it teaches them still today. We can all study these things, all with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient and Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. Friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. All right. Welcome back. And it's not just McConnell, ladies and gentlemen. It's his goon squad, and he does have a goon squad. That big, tall guy that stands behind him and kind of looks stupid, really doesn't say very much and really hasn't done very much during his long tenure in the House and then the Senate. His name is John Thune. He's the Republican from South Dakota. Unlike their fantastic governor, he's basically a place filler. He wants to be the next Republican leader. Now, ladies and gentlemen... If we allow McConnell and Thune and those individuals to run the Republican Party, we cannot win. 
They literally stand for nothing. They literally stand for nothing. But they have control of the levers of lawmaking. They have control of a lot of money through the National Republican Senatorial Committee. And now, listen to this guy Thune. Quote, to the degree there's a titular leader for the party, it's McConnell, said GOP whip. Senator John Thune, Trump has threatened Thune with a primary challenge, making the South Dakota in one of several in McConnell's conference who could face Trump-inspired challenges in deep red states. I don't think these people understand, let alone Politico. It's not just Trump. It's the Reagan conservatives. It's the Goldwater conservatives. It's the Tea Party conservatives. It's the Trump supporters. We're not going to stand by and watch this happen. We're not going to stand by. It's an amazing thing here, ladies and gentlemen. Mitch McConnell is focused on his power, his control over the Republican Party, his ability to raise money and decide who's going to serve in the United States Senate. Talk about fascistic. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is destroying the country right before our eyes. And they're destroying it so fast and so overwhelmingly, we can't even keep up. 98% of the public has no idea what's taking place because they're signing executive orders. They're overwhelming us with regulations. Nothing's being done as a matter of legislation. They're just, it is a massive attack on our system, a massive attack on our liberty, on our private property, on our families, on morality, I might add. And this is what McConnell's focused on. This isn't a leader. This guy's not even a follower. I don't know what he is. He has managed to figure out how to control the Republican Party, how to control uh, the Senate with the Republicans in it. But that's all he's managed to do. And now now he's saying he's going to decide who the Republican nominees are in the states. Republican governors, Republican legislators in these states should be furious. He represents Kentucky. That's it. He doesn't represent Arizona or Pennsylvania or anything else. Or anything else. He has a hard enough job of doing what he's supposed to be doing. Chuck Schumer runs circles around this guy. And this guy Thune? Thune? Really? Notice no conservatives... No conservative has even thought of his possible leadership in the Senate. And so the issue is this. We're going to put up with this forever? No, we're not. No, we're not. McConnell, Liz Cheney, Thune, and the rest. I'll be right back. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. So to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these very things, and it teaches them still today. We can all study these things, all with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient and Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. 
Friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. America's most powerful conservative voice, The Mark Levin Show. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. You know, folks, there was an uh, excellent piece, as usual, at the Federalist. And this one was written, I, I just want you to understand, I want you to understand, Mitch McConnell has now declared political war on all of you, tens of millions of you. My audience, me. And stands for exactly nothing. Christopher Bedford, senior editor at The Federalist. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's got a load off his chest with his speech closing out Friday's second failed impeachment attempt against former President Donald Trump. Fortunately, however, he also put a load on the back of Republicans. That speech you will see in 2022 campaigns. Who's responsible for that quote? It might surprise some of you. Wasn't Donald Trump or Matt Gates, it was Lindsey Graham, moderate hawkish Republican, not up for re-election in six years. Graham said, I would imagine if you're a Republican running in Arizona or Georgia or New Hampshire, where we have a chance to take back the Senate, they may be playing Senator McConnell's speech and asking about it as a candidate, Graham said on Fox News Sunday. And I imagine if you're an incumbent Republican, people will be asking if you'll support Mitch McConnell in the future. Now, conservatives, Reaganites... Tea Party activists, Trumpites, all of you, and many of you are all all the same. You now have a litmus test. You now have a litmus test to ask Republican candidates who wish to run for president or any other office if they stand with Mitch McConnell. That's the new litmus test. Do you stand with the long and the tooth, bloated, good-for-nothing Washington Republicans who've been there decade after decade, screwing up this country? Screwing up this country! Do you stand with Mitch McConnell and John Thune and their ilk? The gang that can't shoot straight, politically? McConnell isn't a man used to public rebukes from the corporate wing of his party. But after the past month's antics, they are rightly deserved. Friday's floor speech was no quick tantrum. It was the last stupid moments of the minority leader's plan to purge the GOP of Donald Trump. A plan that began to unravel nearly immediately after its poorly conceived January 12 rollout in the pages of the New York Times. They go to the New York Times. They go to Politico. This should tell you everything you need to know. They are praised by CNN and MSNBC. Courageous, don't you know? So what's behind all this, he asks. After four years of yelling MAGA while pushing his own classic corporate Republican policies, McConnell had hoped to rid himself in his conference of the conservative populist nationalism the former president had championed and go back to the way things were. And by the way, the way things were weren't conservative of any ilk, of any kind. 
He wants to return to promising to tackle illegal immigration before winking at corporate America that nothing will change. He wants to raise money on fighting the abortion of our infants while comfortably lifting nary a finger. He wants to shrug and change uh, the subject when asked about men dominating women's sports or using women's bathrooms. He wants fewer taxes and more wars. Hell, he wants someone to blame for the Republican losses in the Georgia special election. And with them, the loss of his seat at the head of the Senate. Instead, his push to impeach ended with a rebuke from his own conference. Angry and embarrassed, he blamed his own colleagues as well as the former president. Performing a 20-minute attack ad for the left to use on Republicans for the next election cycle and beyond. Some strategist, ladies and gentlemen, he's an idiot. Observers might call this stand selfless statesmanship, but a true statesman distinguishes himself from the operative ideologue or even philosopher by mediating between the real and the ideal, prudently seeking out the possible without regard to his own interests. After five years of Russian and Ukrainian conspiracy theories and loudly cheered mob violence against Americans, Washington Democrats sought to smear the president and his supporter, supporters as the sole culprits of our division. They've been hurling these accusations for years. And the terrible mob attack on the Capitol, combined with Trump's refusal to accept a finished if deeply flawed election, he writes, gave them the sword to make one last unconstitutional try of it. And McConnell tried to swing that sword. I think his speech is an outlier regarding how Republicans feel about this, Senator Graham said Sunday. The process they used to impeach this president was an affront to the rule of law. The trial record was a complete joke. Hearsay upon hearsay, and if you use this model, I don't know how Vice President Kamal Harris doesn't get impeached if Republicans take back the House. Because she actually bailed out rioters, and one of the rioters went back on the street and broke somebody's head open. So we've opened Pandora's box here, and I'm sad for the country. Doesn't it sound like Lindsey Graham is the Republican leader of the Senate, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, it does. Far from over. As many in power would prefer. The lines of the populist conservative fight for the Republican Party in the country are more clearly and publicly drawn than ever before. When they eventually take back the Senate as the pendulum of voter anger inevitably swings back against the current Washington rulers, Senate Republicans would do well to remember the opening months of 2021 and remember Mitch McConnell because now Mitch McConnell's going to cost us seats because now conservatives of every stripe are going to ask every candidate whether they want to run for dog catcher or president of the United States. Do you stand with us, or do you stand with McConnell? Do you stand with us, or do you stand with Thune? Do you stand with us, or do you stand with Cornyn? And the list goes on. Do you stand with us, or do you stand with Liz Cheney? Joe Biden is destroying our country at a record pace, right in front of our eyes. And these damn fool establishment, Washington, D.C. Republicans are distracting us, are dividing us, are undermining us.
They could be unifying us right now, but they're not capable of it. They like Biden more than they ever liked Trump. And they figure we'll put up with a couple of years of this, then we'll grab our power back. You're grabbing nothing back. Nothing. Because unlike the Democrats who put party first, and apparently unlike some of these Washington Republicans who put party first, we're country first people. Country first. Now, poor Mr. Producer, I had him put together all 10 minutes. It's actually longer than that. A McConnell statement. And I read it, I listened to it, and I've decided we're not going to play it. Most of you heard what he said, at least in part, or most of you have read what he said, at least in part. He wants Donald Trump in prison. Do you understand what I'm saying? He wants the spectacle of the former president prosecuted. He's such a moron, he doesn't understand there's no criminal basis for charging the former president. But he doesn't care. He wants the former president in prison because Nancy Pelosi wants him in prison, because Chuck Schumer wants him in prison, because there's not a dime's worth of difference. We would hand him the Senate and that jerk would still be in charge. I say this. The Republicans, you're not going to take the Senate until you remove Mitch McConnell. Because we're not going to give it to you. If you do not remove Mitch McConnell as the Republican leader, the longest serving Republican leader, if you can believe that, America, the law, in the history of the Republican Party, the longest serving Republican leader, because he's figured out how to claw his way to the top and how to hold on. He's kind of the Fauci of the Senate, if you will. Until the Republican establishment, until the Republican senators remove this SOB as the leader of their party in the Senate, they're not going to be in the majority. Because nobody's going to rally to the argument or to the slogan, elect me to the Senate so I can make McConnell the majority leader. Nobody's going to rally around that. People will rally against it. We need a charismatic, strategic, somebody, an individual who can speak, not mouthful of marbles. Somebody who can be relied on, somebody with integrity. Mitch McConnell will win the vote of the Wall Street Journal editorial page. He'll win the vote of the writers at the New York Times. Oh, yes, he will. And a handful of columnists. By my count, that's 30 votes. Donald Trump got almost 75 million votes. There's, putting aside Biden, there's not another Republican in this election who could have gotten 75 million votes. Not one. Not one. And this clown from Kentucky... This clown from Kentucky wants to see that man in prison, even though he knows damn well he didn't incite a riot. He knows damn well, unless he was sitting there during the Senate trial, such as it was, with cotton in his ears. I'll be right back. Mark 
Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. So to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these very things, and it teaches them still today. We can all study these things, all with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient and Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. Friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Now, they want to set up a truth commission, ladies and gentlemen, like the 9-11 commission, to find out what happened on that day on the Capitol. And I have no problem with this. As long as Nancy Pelosi is put under oath under penalty of perjury, as long as Mitch McConnell's put under oath under penalty of perjury, so we can know what exactly they knew, what exactly they were told, and if they didn't know anything and they weren't told anything, they should resign on the spot. Resign on the spot. Because apparently everybody but them in Washington, D.C. knew the crowd was going to be large and there were some concerns about possible misbehavior. And worse, obviously. So this commission truly, I mean, truly needs to be independent, but you can be assured if it's appointed by Pelosi, it won't be. She'll be looking for other spies in her midst. Other Democrats who've slept with spies to serve, right, Mr. Producer? Oh, yeah, maybe she'll put Maxine Waters on there. She's so intelligent and level-headed. Who else? Oh, Adam Schiff. We want to have Adam Schiff on there. Can I have a whole conga line of miserable you-know-whats? Don't get to the bottom of everything. Now, this guy, Bill Cassidy... He was on ABC's This Week. Nobody cared about Bill Cassidy, Louisiana. He's a weirdo. The goofball. Another guy who who could be walking down, you know, the airport. Nobody knows who the hell he is because he hadn't done anything. But now he's a righteous man. He's interviewed by George Stephanopoulos, who's not a righteous man. He's a short little punk who's in Bill Clinton's back pocket and Hillary Clinton's back pocket. And so here's the question and answer. Bill Cassidy on ABC's This Week. Cut to go. You probably saw that statement from former President Trump yesterday. He said his political movement has only just begun. Do you think he can run a credible campaign for president again? Will he remain a force in the Republican Party? What does that mean for the Republican Party? Now, why why do we care what Bill Cassidy thinks about Donald Trump being a force in the party or the force in the party at all? How would... How would Cassidy know? He's a political midget. 
How would he know what Trump's going to do and so forth? Now Cassidy's in a position of having to defend himself. Cassidy's in a position, much like Sass and Toomey and all, Romney. Now, now they're the sort of the outcasts, the outsiders, self-righteous, beating their own chest, patting themselves on the back and on the head, doing whatever they need to do to say, see, I'm better than them. I'm better than them. I'm waiting for him to call all of them white supremacists. I really am. Go ahead. It's forced wanes. The Republican Party is more than just one person. The, Repub- the Republican Party is about ideas. We were the party that was founded. So what are ins- the ideas? You see, like, the Republican Party is about more than one person or about ideas. Nobody said the Republican Party is about one person. Except Mitch McConnell. It's all about Mitch McConnell. S. It's the idiot Thune, his sidekick. He's the titular head, Mitch McConnell. How so? Who voted for him? Did you vote for him to be the titular head of the Republican Party, ladies and gentlemen? No. I'd rather have Kevin McCarthy as the titular head of the Republican Party, not Mitch McConnell. But there is no titular head of the Republican Party, certainly not in Washington. If there is one, it's Donald Trump, and that's what's driving them nuts. So he says, I think his force wanes. Republican Party is more than just one person. It's about ideas. Really? It's about ideas? What ideas? What ideas is the Republican Party about, ladies and gentlemen? What ideas is Mitch McConnell about? Tell me. I don't know. I know what ideas Donald Trump has and had. What a joke. Go ahead. Slavery. We were the party that preserved the union. We were the party that passed the first civil rights law. We were the party that ended uh, the cold. I got it, and I agree. We were the party that opposed slavery and passed the first civil rights laws. Tell me, what have you done in the last two years? What have you done in the last two years, Cassidy? We know what happened with slavery in Lincoln. We know the battles on civil rights. You weren't involved in any of this. So what have you done in the last two years? You're the party of what, you schmo? Are you telling me it's time to go, Mr. Producer? All right. I think that means I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. While all this is going on, while the Republican leadership in Washington that's been around forever, that prefers the days when McCain lost, when Romney lost, when Bush was a milk toast, prefer those days rather than turn their political guns on what's going on in the White House, rather than jumping up and down about Trump instead of Biden. Rather than calling the nation, the nation's attention to what's taking place in this country, open borders, 
25,000 refugees led into parts of California, Texas, for an obvious reason. The attack on women's sports. The attack on the suburbs. People don't even realize that's underway. The attack on the capitalist system. They're demanding, they're demanding that we follow them. They don't get the demand that we follow them. They don't understand. We can't stand them. We despise them. You have this idiot Larry Hogan in Maryland. This is not over. I think Trump will face criminal charges, he tells Jake Tapper. Look at the repubics that the media bring on. They bring on the repubics. They know will go against their party, the conservatives, and Trump. You have McConnell talking to Politico, his favorite outlet. You've got the idiot from Louisiana, Cassidy. And now you're at at, uh, ABC. And then you have the idiot Larry Hogan talking to the idiot Jake Tapper. They're all friends. They all get along great. They all have one thing in common. They hate Trump and they hate Trump supporters. Larry Hogan gets elected. Gets elected by being a Democrat. But he's figured out, I'll run as a Republican. That way I get about a third of the Republican votes. I'll get Democrat votes. I have everybody confused. And then I'll win. This guy's no statesman. He's just another buffoon. Larry Hogan on CNN yesterday. Cut three, go. Do you think that Donald Trump should potentially face criminal charges, as McConnell appears to be suggesting, suggesting should happen? Well, it was interesting to hear uh, Leader McConnell's words were pretty strong. It it didn't match how he voted, but I think he was moved by some of the arguments. And I I think, you know, there was yesterday's vote, but there's definitely a a number of court potential court cases. And I think he's still going to face. There's a number of court cases, ladies and gentlemen. What a stupid man. What court cases? A number of court cases, a number of criminal court cases. What is he talking about? Mr. Producer, I know it's hopeless, but let's see if Larry Hogan will come on the program. Being a big Republican, and I'm sure he'll want to talk to me. Seriously, will you try and see if he'll talk to us? There's a number of potential court cases. Go ahead. Criminal courts and the court of public opinion, and, and this is you know not over, and it's, we're going to decide over the next couple of years what the fate of Donald Trump and the Republican Party is. You're not going to decide anybody. You're such an outlier. You know, people say you're in left field. You're not even in the stadium. Nobody cares about you, Hogan. There's only one place you can get elected, and that's Maryland. That's it. And by the way, you sure as hell screwed up the vaccines. You sure as hell screwed up this virus. And he's he's kind of a Chris Cuomo Jr., blaming everybody else. You know, it was Trump, and I didn't have this, and we tried this. Shut up, you idiot. Guys elected in a blue state, like the idiot from Massachusetts, Baker. We need these blue state Republicans to tell us how to run our states and how to run our lives. Now, we need more red state Republicans. People are not running to live in Maryland. People are not running to live in Massachusetts. Whether they have a Republican governor or not. They're awful. Awful. So they're piling on. And then there were some Bush appointees in the past who said, you know, 
We're leaving the party. Okay, don't let the door hit you in the ass. Who really cares? Trump gets 75 million or so votes. 75 million. You know what's amazing? If you look at the Senate, it's 50-50, of course. It wouldn't be 50-50. They would have lost Tillis. They would have lost Sullivan. Who are they? Exactly. We would have lost the senator from Iowa, who's been quite solid, but we would have lost her. I suspect we would have lost five more seats. Five more seats. Mitch McConnell couldn't bring his two stiffs across the finish line in Georgia. Everybody tried to get him across the finish line, including President Trump. These were McConnell's people. We couldn't get those two stiffs across the finish line. And look, they lost to two radical Marxists, one of whom's an out-of-the-closet anti-Semite. Now that's the strength of Mitch McConnell. Oh, and you know the other thing that was kind of funny? Mitch McConnell spent money for the National Republican Senatorial Committee to run ads of Mitch McConnell in Georgia. Now, if that's not a turnoff, I don't know what is. But I want you to please listen for a second. Do not give any money to the National Republican Senatorial Committee. That's handing Mitch McConnell money to use against your candidates. Tell your family, tell your friends. You want to support a candidate? Support a candidate. Forget about these Republican institutions. Don't give one penny to the National Republican Senatorial Committee. Remember, 2022 is about whether you want to elect a conservative, whether you want to elect somebody who's pro-Trump, a Reaganite, A Tea Party activist or a combination thereof? Or a Mitch McConnell goon? That's your choice. More Mitch McConnell or less. And I'm telling the Republicans in the U.S. Senate right now, particularly those who are up for re-election or re-election, as long as McConnell is your leader, you're going to lose. Because we're not going to get all worked up and excited about sending you there so Mitch McConnell can be our leader. Mitch McConnell cannot be our leader. Mitch McConnell will not be our leader, no matter how many damn secret votes you cast in some chamber on Capitol Hill to make him your leader. Cassidy in Louisiana needs to be primaried. Cassidy needs to be defeated. We'll now focus, six years from now, on Ben Sass. I have a long memory. We helped Ben Sass get elected. He's a disaster. So we will remember this. We want some leaders, not gadflies, not nudniks. That's what we want. And we don't have any who are in leadership of the Republican Party because, in the uh, Senate, because McConnell controls that group. Who's the number two Republican in the Senate? Anybody know? Of course you don't know. Who's the number three? Anyone? Of course you don't know. Who's the number? Of course you don't know. They're all vanilla. Let's get along. No missteps. The country's going to hell. Somebody please tell me. What is the Mitch McConnell agenda? Tell me. What's the Mitch McConnell plan? 
other than to attack us and the former president. What's his plan? Now, as I understand it, Mitch McConnell, from our friend Peter Schweizer, Mr. Producer, you want to see if Peter Schweizer can come on the program, if not at the bottom of the hour, next hour. I know it's last minute, so he probably can't. But would you like to see if he can bring him on? First of all, before you do, would I be able to hear him? If I can't hear him, there's no point. I'll tell you what's going on. Technology. I can't hear anything in my headphones from Mr. Producer or any callers or anything. So I have here, and I hope it's not coming over the microphone, my iPhone. No doubt made by slave labor. But nonetheless, I have my iPhone. And it's on speaker as low as I can make it so I can hear it, but I hope you're not hearing it. And we're signaling back at each other when I need to take breaks. That's where we are. That's where we are here. Got 412 engineers working on it. This happens about what? Every five weeks? And yet, look. I'm still doing my thing. I'm still pressing ahead. Now, why do I want Peter Schweizer on here? Because I want you to see how sleazy Mitch McConnell is. We've talked about this before. How sleazy Mitch McConnell is. How he's made a fortune. In many ways, he's the John Kerry of the Republican Party. And I mean that. He married into enormous wealth. But where does all that wealth come from? I'll be right back. in. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. You know, Mr. Producer, uh, I think I should get time and a half for this show, don't you? Oh, yeah. The stress is unbelievable. Not the content, just to make sure I can get on the air here. Um, I'm sure Mitch McConnell would be thrilled if I didn't. So we're going to try and get Peter Schweizer on, if not today, tomorrow. And uh, long story short, and very short, Mitch McConnell is worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. Now, you have to ask yourself, this is a man who's really done almost nothing in the private sector, who's been in government really nearly his entire adult life. 1976, he worked in the Gerald Ford administration. We all know what a fascinating and fantastic administration that was. And uh, he, he supported uh, Ford against Reagan, of course, because his job was on the line. And uh, he worked on the Hill for a senator who was a Republican, Marlo Cook, who managed to get elected to one term from Kentucky. 
Then he got elected something or other in his county. I'm telling you, this guy's uh, nothing. And then he got elected to the Senate, where he's clawed his way to the top. Thank God he has. What would we do without Mitch McConnell? Well, we wouldn't get the judges. I'm so sick of hearing that BS. You have no idea. No idea. You have to be an idiot not to get the judges after what Harry Reid pulled. But he's a nasty guy, McConnell is. He thinks he should be the titular head of the Republican Party. And I, on what basis, I don't know. He's a, he's a senator from Kentucky. Guy can't even... Always looking... We've got to have a compromise here. Does Chuck Schumer ever see compromise? Ever? No, the answer is no. But that's McConnell. <clears throat> notice, notice how, as much as they hate him, the Democrats, because they want, they want to win. But notice how they never go for the throat when it comes to McConnell. Have you noticed that? They never really dig into anything. Because they figure he's a useful idiot. He can't communicate. The Democrats are running circles around him. He can't talk, let alone communicate. He's a big-time insider, and I want Mitch McConnell to understand something. There are tens of millions of us, tens of millions of us. We owe you nothing. We don't know you. We didn't vote for you. We don't care about you. We don't much like you. We don't much like you. And we are going to do everything we can to try and make sure that you're removed as the so-called leader of the Republican Party. in this, The titular leader, don't you know, according to John Thune. And so we're going to figure out what businesses are giving money to his PACs. He works behind the scenes on the, with these groups and so forth. We're going to figure that out too. And we'll stop doing business with them. This is a battle. Look, I've been in these battles before, folks. In 76, I was a Reagan guy against these McConnell Ford types. <clears throat> Excuse me. You must remember, Ronald Reagan was a pariah for a long time. They dismissed him. He sought the nomination, now near the end, but he sought the nomination nonetheless in 1968. He was rejected. He sought the nomination in 76. He came up 110 or so delegates short. He sought the nomination in 1980. The same forces, the Bush forces and others, sought to stop him. I remember in my own township in the county of Montgomery in Pennsylvania, the Republicans are just like McConnell guys. Losers, losers, losers. They said to me, Reagan can't win. I said, Reagan will win. Not only did Reagan win, he won Pennsylvania. He won in a massive landslide. These people are idiots. McConnell, I'm going to support people who haven't got elected. But he has supported a lot of people who can't get elected. But here's the thing. He doesn't get to decide. You understand, he wants to choose our senators. He wants to choose our senators, Mitch McConnell. He's repulsed by you. So is Larry Hogan. That slob in Maryland. Just, it's, it's, I just, what has Hogan done that any Democrat wouldn't do in Maryland? Certainly, they don't have to be a kooky Democrat, but any Democrat would do in Maryland. What has Hogan done that, that any Democrat wouldn't do? Ask yourself. You got this Cassidy said we needed an agenda. What is the Republican agenda in the Senate? 
I don't know. Do you know? Biden is tearing through this country like Sherman through Atlanta. And these jackasses, they sit back, they snide, they do these self-serving interviews on Sunday. None of them will come on my show. They're such quizzlings. Not one. Oh, and by the way, as usual, I want to thank you. We were the number one show on Sunday on cable news. And we beat CNN and MSNBC combined from 8 to 9. That's not because of me. That's because of you. You see the difference between me and McConnell? Well, there's many. McConnell wants to control you. I want to thank you. I want to thank you. Parlor's up in full, right, Mr. Bruiser? It's running now? Isn't that correct, Rich? Yes. And we've been posting on Parlor. We're going to continue to post on Parlor. I've been assured by the Parlorites, including Mark Meckler, among others, who works over there, that everything is hunky-dory. Well, it really better be. It really needs to be, because my five million followers have been looking for a place to go, and I think we're, we're back on Parlor now. I want to encourage you all to go over there. It's at Mark Levin Show Parlor. At Mark Levin Show Rumble. Those two locations. And, of course, the mothership is MarkLevinShow.com, our wonderful radio website, MarkLevinShow.com. So make sure you stick with us on these various uh, platforms because we're back. And my first post, did you notice, Mr. Producer, was Brian Stelter, comma, dumbass. Did you see that? I'm getting back into the swing of things, ladies and gentlemen. This guy is such a, a loser. He's such a buffoon. He doesn't even understand. If it wasn't for CNN, you know, if it wasn't for CNN, he wouldn't have a job. All right, I'm being signaled. I got to go. I'll be right back. This is Liberty's 911 Hotline. The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. No, I want to deal with this, uh, Anthony Fauci. First of all, there's an organization in Israel. It's fairly liberal, but they, they kind of hold themselves out as, I don't know, like the Nobel Prize. Among other people, you know who they just... Honored, Mr. Producer, I kind of gave it away. Anthony Fauci. And he gets $1 million. Anthony Fauci gets $1 million. He's done such a great job for the country. Understand, Anthony Fauci is not the czar of American science or health or medical care. He's the infectious disease guy. Now, with all due respect... Even putting aside Biden for a moment, if you look at the tallies, we don't. You have to actually look them up now, since they don't put them on the screen anymore. Since Biden's pre- now, what about that? Doesn't I keep bringing this up? Isn't this just some more evidence of how disgusting the American media are? How sickening they are! What a bunch of quizlings! I'm into that word. This quizlings, just pathetic. Biden gets elected and there's no more charts on TV. How many people died today? We don't know. Over 60,000 have died since Biden's been president. Do you know that? This is what I mean. 
the way that they attack Trump relentlessly. We've now had this disgusting disease for a year. We now have two vaccines. We now have millions of people being vaccinated, over a million every day. No thanks to Biden. No thanks to the Democrats who are trying to trip up Trump every step of the way. No thanks to the media who are mouthpieces for them during the election. Okay, Biden's in charge. Apparently nobody dies anymore. It's, it's like when, uh, when Reagan left office. And then Bush left office. And then comes Clinton. No more did we see the homeless people. Apparently they were all fed. No more lines for the needy. Nothing. They just stopped reporting on it. Like they're doing today. You do not hear about this. The pandemic is not front and center the way the pandemic was every day of the Trump administration. You notice? Yes. Well, it's true. Anyway, Biden is screwing that up royally, royally. And the common denominator on this is Fauci. Fauci's the common denominator. He really is. So this guy, he says, I'm, you know, I'm sorry about the economy and people losing their jobs and the, their businesses and their homes and even their lives. Look, you know, I know it's inconvenient. Inconvenient, you little squirt, you little jerk. Inconvenient. While we now know he was earning over $400,000 a year in tax dollars, not to mention his pension and his medical care, maybe he got some bonuses, over $400,000 a year. And he's, I know it's inconvenient, I'm sorry. This guy's never lost a payday in his life. Now he gets a million dollars and an honor for such a fantastic job. How come he gets honored and everybody else doesn't? The people who should have got the million dollars and noticed is the people whose names we don't know. Who actually invented and developed the vaccines. Who are they? They're not Fauci. Anyway. So Fauci is, as I've said for the longest time, a political hack. He's a hack. And for the tenth time I'm going to prove it to you. This George Stephanopoulos is a hemorrhoid on the body politic. Don't you think, Mr. Producer? He's a hemorrhoid on the body politic. So I guess that's why he's talking to Fauci. No, but Fauci's an infectious disease guy. That would require a proctologist, I think. I don't know. I'm a lawyer. So anyway, Fauci's on ABC's this week. I guess he followed the idiot senator from uh, Louisiana or vice versa. Cut 13. Go. How confident are you that the guidelines will be followed? And do school districts have the resources they need to reopen safely? All right, stop. George, you're such a sniveling liar. It's beyond belief. There's $60 billion sitting there for schools. What do they need? They need something more than what we have in restaurants, something more than we have in grocery stores, something more than we have than ABC News headquarters. What do they need exactly? It's the least contagious or dangerous environment of any. Of any. Of any. And yet we have to send the teachers in in hazmat outfits. and uh, It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. How confident are you that the guidelines will be followed? And do school districts have the resources they need to reopen safely? That's not a question. That's idiocy. The question, George, should be... You know, Dr. Fauci, you said follow the science. The science says... 
Open the schools. The sign says children are not at risk and children don't really pass the virus. They're minimal examples of this. The science says that six feet apart and wearing masks, people should be fine. What's the problem? He doesn't say that. What he does is give him a leading question from a left-wing perspective to help Biden. And, of course, they know Fauci. They've known him forever. He's been around forever. He's been around Washington as long as Biden. They came at that same time. Did you know that? So what does Fauci say? Go. Well, George, the second part of, of your question is really a good one. I think that the schools really do need more resources, and that's the reason why the national... Uh, we really do need more resources. No, we don't. What the hell are you talking about? I just said there's $60 billion sitting there. What are you talking about? We got to change the HVAC systems? Are they nuts? Are you changing your house's HVAC system? Are they changing all the grocery and supermarket stores? Are they changing HVAC systems? What kind of BS is this? Go ahead. Act that we're talking about getting passed. We need that. The schools. See, we need we need to pass the Biden agenda. One point nine trillion. You got sixty billion sitting there on top of the three and a half trillion we've already spent and the six trillion the Federal Reserve has pushed into the economy. We really need this, George. You have to understand. Otherwise we can't do the schools, you know, we can't we can't have the classes. How does he know any of this, by the way? He's the infectious disease guy. But it doesn't matter. You can say to him you know, it's snowing in uh it's snowing in Virginia. What do you think? Well, I think the vortex, you know, the vortex is out there, and I think uh, global warming and climate change, uh, I think we need to address that. And uh, if we address that, George, I, uh, I think that'll all fix everything up. You don't know anything about climate. You know, I follow the science. I follow the science. Now, is this following the science? Got to get the National Relief Act passed? We need that? No, it's not. It's not following anything. And you know what else? On this relief package... Schumer's bragging. New York alone would get $50 billion, Mr. Producer. $50 billion. $50 billion handed to New York from the federal government. And God knows what these other states would get. That's why Schumer's so excited. I'd say his hair's standing on edge, but we know it can't. Not with all that little dabble, do you? He's got a lot of dab, won't do, he on his head. But in any event, this is a big gravy train. And there's Fauci. I, I think we need this to get the schools open. Schools need more resources. Things that we haven't had before. There wasn't anything to put down solidly on paper on saying, these are the kind of things that you should consider. You see what I mean? He's a mouthpiece for Biden. Again, we need new leadership. We need vibrant people. We need people who are really serious about the science. Not this guy. He's not. He's a hack. But he's now a million dollars richer. I'll be right back. in. The Democrats never have to fight anything. They back their base. The base backs them. They can sleep with a Chinese spy. 
And that, uh, that gives them cred, you see, so they can be a, an impeachment manager. Or you can be like Nancy Pelosi, making a fortune off of uh, trading or whatever it was with Visa stock and all the rest of it. When she was confronted by 60 Minutes, no consequences whatsoever. None. Or you can be against fences and wall, except when it's around her winery. You know, stuff like that. It's sick. It's sick. Andrew Cuomo was at a press conference today. What a complete jackass. This in part is what he had to say. Cut 14, go. Fact. Of the 613 nursing homes, three, we have 613 nursing homes in the state. 365 received the person from a hospital. Of the 365 that received a person from this March 25th guidance, which was then superseded in May, 98% of those 365 already had COVID in their facility. COVID did not get into the nursing homes by people coming from hospitals. Where did this data come from? Did it come from the nursing homes? I seriously doubt it. The nursing homes were saying, let's not do this. This is a lie. This is a fabrication. Absolute phony. When you're ordering all these people to go back in the nursing homes... You can't tell me that 365 out of 613 of them were only affected. And then he says, well, 365 already had, had COVID in their, uh, in their nursing facilities. Based on what data? What is that based on? I know how they play with the, the definitions. I know how they play with the reporting. Now, there's a difference also between affirmatively putting people in nursing homes who you know have COVID and COVID being a nursing home. There's quite a difference. Now, how come he doesn't compare his data what happened in nursing homes and senior citizen facilities to say what took place in Texas or what took place in Florida or what took place in, in any other red state for that matter? He doesn't give you that data, does he? Cut 15, go. Real quick on, on the nursing home data, was there not the capacity in DOH to fulfill both the DOJ request and the legislature's request at the same time? They focused on the DOJ request. Uh, you know, Steve, they were dealing with everything. What he's the- getting at there, ladies and gentlemen, is, is the cover-up. Why didn't you give the information to the Department of Justice? Why didn't you give this information on the number of dead people as a result of the, the order or nursing homes, if that's your position, Governor? And then he comes up with some cockamamie thing about how they... they uh, prioritized one agency over another. This guy is slippery as hell. And there's so many stupid leftists and Democrats in New York who remain after Republicans are trying to get the hell out of there. This guy would still get reelected, I think, but some Democrats are starting to turn on him. Several Democrats are starting to turn on him. You want to know why, New Yorkers? Because many of you are sick and tired of this. Many of you have contacted your state senators and state assembly people and you've said, hey, look, I don't give a damn about party. I don't give a damn about you. I don't give a damn about Cuomo. We want to know what the hell happened here. And your pressure is making a difference. Your pressure is making a difference. Then he gets very patronizing. 
He starts lecturing about the inevitability of death in nursing homes. People still die every day. What an idiot. This guy shouldn't be governor. I mean, he shouldn't be anything. Cut 16, go. The void in information that we created started misinformation, disinformation, conspiracy theories. There's no conspiracy theories going on. There's no disinformation or misinformation except out of your bizarre big mouth. Except out of your big mouth. Go ahead. And now people have to hear that. And they don't know what is the truth. The truth is everybody did everything they could. The truth is... No, everybody didn't do everything they could. Your directive killed people. So you didn't do everything you could, you imbecile. Go ahead. Medical professionals and advice on the globe. And by the way, I remind you, America, Fauci thought Cuomo's work was the best. Remember? That Cuomo had done a great job. He pointed to Fauci, pointed to Cuomo. I think he should have gotten a $5 million award, don't you, Mr. Producer? Oh, yeah. Nothing like the Fauci boy. Let's get this Biden bill passed, and Cuomo was the best, and don't wear masks. Maybe double up on your masks. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number... No point giving you the number. We can't take calls today. I apologize. We can't, can we, Mr. Producer? I mean, we could. I just can't hear them, right? We can try? All right, we'll give it a try later then. Hopefully tomorrow this will all be fixed. I want to finish with Cuomo uh, and uh, at this press conference today. So what's he going to do now to make matters worse in New York? He's going to go after for-profit nursing homes. Why would you do that? You're going to go after, because he wants to destroy. He doesn't care what he destroys. He cares about himself. This is the nature of the left. It's also the nature of McConnell and people like that. He doesn't care. So now he's going to go after these institutions as if they did something wrong. They followed his orders. They had no choice. They raised objections. They tried to reach the right people to complain to. It's just that word justice. Wouldn't it be nice if we actually had some justice? Cut 17, go. Our focus, I believe, is going to be on the for-profit nursing homes. Hospitals, low-performing hospitals, but also in the for-profit nursing homes. I 
have long believed that there's a tension in a for-profit nursing home because those institutions are trying to make money. They're trying to make money. Where does he think taxes come from? But let's just take this. They're trying to make money. So if you're trying to make money, do you kill your patients, Mr. Producer? Do you open yourself up to civil lawsuits or criminal investigations? If you're trying to make money, you have more reason to try and be as careful as you possibly can because you're going to go out of business and you might wind up in the pen. But this is what he wants stupid people, and the stupid people are in the Democrat Party base. This is what he wants them to understand. These four profits, they're in it to make money. Me, I'm self-righteous, and I'm not in it for anything. Not power, not fame, not book revenue, no, no, no. I'm, I'm in it because of all the right reasons, you see. Go ahead. If you're trying to make profit, it's too easy to sacrifice patient care. This is just unbelievable to me. You know know what's amazing to me? Just to prove the point. We have this Operation Warp Speed in which really only Trump could get this done. Wouldn't take no for an answer. Grabs their bureaucracy figuratively by the throat. Forces them to act. Something Biden would never do. You know, they have like a year or two year, what they call these dark periods or shadow periods with the testing and the development, and Trump would have nothing to do with it. And so that's done, and then they don't know how to distribute it. These people today, Biden, they don't know what they're doing. First, hey, 20 million, and we can't find. All of a sudden, they find them. There was no distribution plan. Then there is a distribution plan. Well, we might get a million a day, which is what was already happening. Now we're at 1.3 million a day. They're always lying. They're always complaining. Because they can. Fauci's going to get over $400,000 a year no matter what happens to any human being in this country. And he won't get blamed for anything. Even though he's in charge, he won't get blamed for anything. Same with Cuomo. Or at least Cuomo's trying to divert you. Oh, they're for profit. I'm righteous. I believe in the people. They're for profit. Let me ask you something, ladies and gentlemen. Did the for-profit nursing home association put out a memo insisting that nursing homes should accept COVID-positive patients? Of course not. They had nothing to do with this. They were struggling to deal with it. (coughs) It's unbelievable, really. Go ahead. Comes one or the other. Do you want to hire more staff or do you want to make more profit? Do you hire more staff for what? You're putting people. I'm starting to lose faith in the whole idea of voting, Mr. Producer. I really am. I don't know what else we can do about it. But how does a complete reprobate like this, how does a guy like this wind up governor of one of our biggest states? Has the state deteriorated that much? They can't tell a uh, a fool from 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 a politician from a regular politician go ahead more ppe and stockpile more ppe or do you, you want know to make- that that's a stockpile ppe <laughs> what's amazing about this is the governor never stockpiled anything in fact he was warned about it we talked about it when this virus first broke out 
he was warned by a group that looked at this and said, we don't have any preparations. We don't have enough hospital beds. We don't have enough this. We don't have enough. And he went on his merry way because he figured there won't be any pandemic while I'm governor. And plus, we need to spend a whole lot of money. So Schumer wants to make sure this clown has another $50 billion. To do what? To go after the uh, nursing home companies, I guess. Go ahead. Do you want to buy new equipment, new beds, new sheets, new furniture? Yes, they do. They buy new equipment. They actually do stuff like that. Where the hell does he think all this stuff comes from in the private sector? From the private sector. Go ahead. The facility, or do you want to make more profit? That tension is a problem. And you see, ha- folks, these are all neo-Marxist platitudes. He hasn't pre- presented any data that shows a single nursing home chose profit over the health of their residents. You see, ladies and gentlemen, those residents didn't just knock on the door one day and go into these for-profit nursing homes. That's not what happened. What happened was they and their presumably children looked at the various nursing homes, looked at the various options, visited their parents from time to time or their grandparents from time to time. These aren't nursing homes just making decisions. There's competition. There's competition for nursing homes. There's competition for senior facilities, period. This guy is so full of it, he's just looking for ways to cover himself. And there aren't any. Go ahead. Resolved legislatively. Because I don't want to leave it to these for-profit owners to decide. Just, just look, I'm telling you, this is Marx. This is what Marx. It's the, it's the for-profit guys. It's the shysters. If it wasn't for them, all these people would be alive, you see. They picked profit over the lives of their patients who actually, if the patient dies, they and their family cease paying. It doesn't even make sense what he's saying. It's incoherent, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He understands the class warfare stuff can work. The big government Marxism versus capitalism can work, particularly when your constituent base, your base is filled with such stupid people, leftists. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. If we can get a call here, put it to the test. We have Mike, Lexington, Kentucky, the great 
WVOK. Mike, go ahead, please. Hello, Mark. How are you? Good, thank you. Can you hear me? Oh, good. Yeah, no, I hear you. Go right ahead. This is awesome. Um, I just want to tell you something about Mitch McConnell. First of all, I, I'm embarrassed, first of all, that he's my senator. And But I'm going to tell you something. He is not popular in this state whatsoever. And uh, the only reason that he gets to where he is the last 30 years, he has got a stranglehold on our party in the state. He need to, to be a, a state senator or representative, you have to kiss his ring. And if you don't, he'll primary you. So it's a uh, it's a thirty year uh, machine that he's you, know, you, built. Make, you, you, you make excellent points, and that's what he does. He's been able to control the machinery of the state Republican Party. He's been able to use it against anyone who dares to. He's like a mobster, and in the Senate, he does exactly the same thing. He tells these guys they get elected, they come in, and he tells them. You either go along, you know, and follow along and pretty much do what we need you to do, or you're not going to get the right committee assignment, or I'm going to primary you, or I'm not going to help you in your election. And he goes on and on and on. This is what he tells them behind the scenes, and they fear him. Now, Washington knows this, so why don't they tell the world about it the way I am? And the reason's simple. They like McConnell there. The, uh, the corporatists like him there. The unions like him there because it doesn't really give them any trouble. Uh, he can talk all he wants about immigration, hasn't lifted a finger to stop anything. He cuts deals with Obama much easier than he could with, with uh, uh, Trump. He's, he's much happier to have his old buddy, his old friend, Biden in the White House, than he is to have a tough guy like, uh, like Trump. So there is a lot of this going on where he, <clears throat> where he controls the party, he controls the process. I think you're quite right. Go ahead. And he controls the money. Uh, for anybody to make it in state politics, you have to have McConnell's money. We do have a guy, and I don't know. We really want to see Daniel Cameron uh, go for his seat, but like I said, he is um, he is Cameron's, the whole... Cameron's pretty much going to do as McConnell wants him to do, isn't he? Correct, and that's the fear. So the the thing that you said, the litmus test. The next time I see Mr. Cameron, that'll be the first thing I ask him. So that's a great thing, uh, great one, and you surely are the great one. Thank you. You're very kind. Thank you, buddy. It's very important all over the country, not just in Kentucky, all over the country. Somebody wants your vote, you ask him. Well, if you support McConnell, I'm voting against you. Whether it's the primary or the general, you want my vote? I'm not, I'm not supporting McConnell. I'm not supporting McConnell. What, we're going to get a majority so Mitch McConnell can cut deals with Schumer? And then the Republican Party stands for nothing? No. And then we'll get this list of horribles. Well, if McConnell's not there and the Republicans aren't... Trying to, no, no, the Republicans now have time to clean up. Mitch McConnell has not just shown ankle. Mitch McConnell has dropped his pants. And it's not very pretty. Mitch McConnell attacked Donald Trump, wants to see him in prison. Mitch McConnell attacked every single one of you who voted for him. Mitch McConnell says he is going to make sure 
that the people who represent you are people who he supports, not you support. He's going to reach into your districts. He's going to reach into your county. He's going to reach into your state. It's what he's basically said. And he's going to determine who can win, not you. And he's going to pour an enormous amount of money in there, overwhelm them, because what happens is big corporatists and others, they wash their money through his National Republican Senatorial Committee. Then he reaches down into these congressional races or Senate races to impact them. He also leans on governors when they make appointments, like he did with the city of Ducey in Arizona. Could have picked a tremendous cutting-edge guy, Azudi Jasser, would have been the first Muslim senator. Zudi is terrific, solid, conservative, served in the Navy. And by picking McSally, she loses twice statewide because McConnell wanted McSally. Because McConnell's a loser. If it wasn't for the Tea Party, we never would have taken back the House, and he wouldn't have won several Senate seats. If it wasn't for Trump, they would have lost four or five more seats, in my humble opinion. And the House would have been blown out. Instead, McConnell turns it around that they would have won Georgia but for Trump. They wouldn't have won Georgia but for Trump. The people who run the, uh, the government there in Georgia, they're McConnell people. They're rhinos. They're establishment Republicans. He picks Leffler, not Doug Collins. He picks Leffler. It's a McConnell choice. So, man speaks correctly from Kentucky. He's right on. There's no question about it. In my view. All right, let's continue. We have we have Barry uh, in uh, Florida, the great WSKY. Barry, go right ahead, please. Hello, Mark. God bless you. I'm Freedom of the Press. Terrific. Thank you for sending it to me. You're a Thank gift. You. I appreciate it. You know, you, you hit a topic uh, uh, that I'm so... Uh, uh, you know, sensitive to my brother died in a nursing home in New York, and uh, Andrew Cuomo was the killer. He sent COVID patients there, and he had the nerve to demand that they be taken, even though there was no trained staff, there was no equipment, there was no personal protective equipment, there was no medicine, there was nothing. And then, then he had the nerve to say. Well, you know, they're the most vulnerable, and, uh, you know... Uh, they're going to die what... anywhere. It's just a matter where they die. Yeah, exactly. No. The, uh, uh, he's a disaster, Cuomo. And now he's lying, and now he's going to go after the... Uh... This, this is why nobody... If anyone can get out of New York, they get out of New York. If they can find another job or another career, they, they would love to do it. Some people are stuck, or you have family there, business there. I got it. I get it. But nobody, nobody who actually works hard and pays taxes really wants to live under a Cuomo or de Blasio regime. They want nothing to do with these guys. And here's a perfect example. He is the screw-up king, the screw-up king. And now he's going to go after for-profit nursing homes? What the hell did they do? Now he's going to destroy the nursing home industry so he won't have anything other than some dungy, moldy, government-run facility run by the likes of Cuomo and de Blasio. They're going to pull their licenses and so forth? Unbelievable. Mark. Thank you for your call, sir. Is Reginald in Washington, uh, let's see, Connecticut, the great WABC, is Reginald there? I'm right here, and I'm enjoying the show immensely, Mark. 
and I, I really appreciate you. your digging in on Mitch McConnell. He's been a burr under my saddle for quite a while. Uh, my subject, though, and I hate to change the subject, is that it seems to me that the teachers' unions and their members are particularly vulnerable right now to an effort to promote tuition tax vouchers and charter schools. I think there are a lot of people that see these teachers as being on an endless vacation and enjoying the daylights out of it and feeling that they need to go back to work. And I think if we had those opportunities for tuition tax vouchers... Well, you're right. There needs to be competition, and a lot of it. We know competition would work. We've seen what's happened with charter schools and parochial schools and private schools. And uh, there ought to be more of them. Uh, But as long as you have thugs uh, like, uh, and I'll say it, like Joe Biden in the White House, who puts his own power and the power of the union bosses ahead of the students, this is where you're going to be. And uh, I'm just shocked that there haven't been more and more teachers flooding in the school board meetings. I mean by the thousands and thousands. Parents is what I'm saying. Flooding in the school board meetings. You know, when I was on the school board as a young guy in law school, I created a group called the Committee for Tax Limitation. And one of the things we did is we went around the town, informed people when meetings were, encouraged them to come. This is many decades ago. We'd be at a meeting on taxes. We'd have 1,500 people show up or so forth. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. When the going gets tough, a tough get. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. All right, Mr. Producer, we have some more callers as we uh, try this little experiment. Let's see what we have here. Let us go to um, Leslie in Duggar, Indiana. XM Satellite. How are you, Leslie? Or Duggar, I guess. I'm doing great, Levin. It is an honor to speak to you. I've been listening to you since 2008. And what I wanted to tell you is that I am a teacher at a charter school in rural Indiana. It's called Duggar, Indiana. And we have been in school since August. And we have not had one super spread. Isn't it sickening that even this... Let me get Mike. Is that even this is used as an opportunity to exploit the American people, to exploit children, to exploit parents, to shake them down for hundreds of billions more while 60 billion sits there 
and to watch Fauci in on it, and they're all in on it now. It's just a, it's just a, a, a grab of funds to. It, it just shows you how, how to control things are, how to, how to touch there. It just shows you what the Democrat Party actually cares about in this country. Anyway, go right ahead. Yes, I wanted to let you and your viewers know that we are in a very poor part of Indiana. All of our kids get free breakfast and free lunch. And we have figured out how to be in school since August. And we have not been shut down because of COVID. And we are in school because we love our kids. And we know that if we do not get them in the classroom, they are not going to succeed. They come from very tough homes. And this is happening also throughout our inner cities in particular. Um, But the Democrat Party, as I've said a thousand times, is about the power of the Democrat Party. They will never turn on each other. You'll never see them do what McConnell does to a former president or does to his own base. But these people are really even outside that. In other words, they will never do anything that harms their uh, ability to have power and to exercise power. That's exactly what Biden's doing today, even when it comes to children. Your school and your attitude and your work ethic is what we should be celebrating. If Biden had his way, we would be destroying what you do. We would be destroying it. And these these teachers who are union members, they get paid a lot more than you do. They get paid a lot more than private school uh, teachers do. And we can learn from competition. We can learn from non-government schools. But instead, we're supposed to destroy them and ignore them. I think, as the president, that this is a big civil rights issue. And you don't see any civil rights organizations taking this up. None. You don't see any of the so-called black leaders taking this up, none. It's really quite appalling because they're all, you know, Democrats first and foremost. Thank you for your call, my friend. I appreciate it. Very, very patriotic people out there, too, in addition to all of these others. I wanted to get to this story, near and dear to my heart. The New York Slimes, and this just shows you what disgusting newspaper this is, Nick Karasaniti, do you understand, Nick, that you work for a paper that had no problem pretty much covering up the Holocaust? Does that make you proud, Nick? Apparently so. Pennsylvania GOP's push for more power over judiciary, listen to this, raises alarms after fighting the election results. State Republicans are trying to increase their control of the courts. You have to be so in the tank such a lying propagandist to write what Nick Corasaniti wrote. Those of you who listen to this program know full well what's going on in Pennsylvania, that it's the state Supreme Court, elected state Supreme Court, that seized power from the state legislature, as did the, the now former Secretary of State who resigned in disgrace, as did the radical left-wing kook governor, Wolf. But he writes, when the Pennsylvania Supreme Court unanimously rejected a Republican attempt to overturn the state's election results in November, Justice David Wecht, and by the way, he's the son of that idiot, the coroner, issued his own pointed rebuke, condemning the GOP effort as futile and a dangerous game. So, of course, what this reporter does is quote from the most radical nutjob on the court. It's not our role to lend legitimacy to such transparent and untimely efforts to subvert the will of Pennsylvania voters. Listen to this. 
He's elected to a 10-year term. Court should not decide elections when the will of the voters is clear. Isn't that amazing? So that court changed the signature requirements. That court extended the mail-in counting requirements. That court made more substantive changes to the law than any state court in America. And then they say, we're not in the business of deciding elections. And of course, the reporter doesn't say any of that. Now Pennsylvania Republicans have a plan to make it less likely that judges like Weck get in their way. GOP legislators, dozens of whom supported overturning the state election results to aid former President Donald Trump. Listen to this liar. That's not why they wanted to change it. They wanted the status quo. It was the court that changed it. Not them. Are moving to change the entire way the judges are selected in Pennsylvania and a gambit that could tip the scales of the judiciary to favor their party or at least elect judges more inclined to embrace Republican election challenges. Live by the sword, baby, die by the sword. And it's about time the Republicans have awakened to this. The proposal would replace the current system of statewide elections for judges with judicial districts drawn by the Republican-controlled legislature. Those districts could empower rural, predominantly conservative areas, and particularly rewire the state Supreme Court, which is five to two Democratic lean. Now, I wish you to think about something. Has this guy written such a hysterical piece, and it goes on and on about Chuck Schumer and his plans for the U.S. Supreme Court, Mr. Producer? No. He's in the tank. Nick, C-O-R-A-S-A-N-I-T-E. Corsaniti. Democrats are now mobilizing to fight the effort, calling it a thinly veiled attempt at creating a new level of gerrymandering. You see how this is written? All pro-Democrat, all devil words for what the Republicans are doing, all righteous words for what the Democrats are doing. And he goes on to trash the Republicans. And then they, they cherry-pick quotes, like from the Brennan Center for Justice, the democracy program, which, of course, is left-wing as hell. And so I want to salute the Republicans in the state of Virginia, that is, the state legislature, which is trying to seize its constitutional authority back from the rogue court and rogue other officials who stole it from them. Who stole it from them. This is exactly what needs to be done in Pennsylvania and these other states. Whether the New York Slimes likes it or not. As a matter of fact, when the New York Slimes writes a crap piece like this, you know you're on the right track. You know you're on the right track. Never wrote anything like this about Schumer, what his plans are. Or Pelosi when she says we're going to change the entire judiciary. So I want to encourage Pennsylvania, that is the Republicans, keep at it boys and girls. Take your government back. Enforce the federal constitution. Ignore the New York Times. It has a bloody and nasty past. Plus, they'd like to see every single one of you hit by a political bus, if you will. And they want Pennsylvania to be taken over by Democrats. They want the whole country to be taken over by Democrats. Look what they did in the last election. Look how they covered up for the Biden family and all the cash from China. Hunter Biden. Look how they covered up for the phony whistleblower and wouldn't even report his name. Look how they pushed the Russia collusion lies over and over and over again. And now, of course, they think the election was swell. What took place in Pennsylvania and 
Georgia, Wisconsin, and Michigan, and even Arizona, the changing of the law, but not by the state legislature in violation of the federal constitution, and they got away with it. They think that's pretty cool. And by the way, the Supreme Court is now poised to hear some of these cases, and I can't wait to see what they're going to say about these two crucially important Pennsylvania cases. One of which is a direct challenge to what happened under Article 2, that is the state Supreme Court acting outside the federal constitution, and the other is a very important one too. They amended their constitution in Pennsylvania to allow mail-in voting. The problem is they didn't amend it. What are you talking about, Mark? Well, they claim to have amended it, but they didn't follow the amendment procedures. Well, that's a state issue. Not if it affects federal elections. Not if it affects the choice of federal electors. So you have a twofer going on in Pennsylvania. A twofer. And we'll see how the Supreme Court of the United States handles this. So far, lousy. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. tell you about pure talk by the way we're glad to have parlor back i know it's sort of a rolling process today for parlor but by tomorrow everybody should roll right in i'm told and so keep an eye on parlor now we'll be posting things at night in the morning between the night and the morning constantly now so uh it appears that they have built up a stable independent platform and uh If it holds up that way, that's going to be fantastic. That is going to be precedent-setting. So we wish them luck, and we'll continue to participate and help them as much as we can, just by our sheer numbers. And I also hope you're checking out our podcast. You go to marklevinshow.com. You click on the audio rewind uh, part that's right at the top middle of the homepage. Just click that on, that link. That'll take you right to the podcast page, and then you pick which podcast platform you want. If you're not sure how to do it, I'm sure somebody in your household or somebody you can call will tell you how to do it. But that's, that's three ticks. Not ticks. That's Tourette's. That's three clicks is what I'm trying to say. Do we have a caller? Miss? Oh, yes, we do. We have Mara in Illinois, XM Satellite. Mara, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for taking my call, Mark. Um, you, you touched on this earlier with Pennsylvania, and I, I just heard a, a story about Wisconsin. The legislature, which is Republican-controlled, uh, voted to strip Tony Evers of his emergency powers, which is all his executive orders as well, 
because uh, I don't think the average voter understands, the average Trump voter, that what happened in this election in the swing states is that under the auspices of COVID, these governors illegally certified electors when that was the job of the legislatures. That was actually the suit that the Amistad pro- uh, project tried to bring. All right, I don't want to get in. I don't want to get into every one of these cases. I really don't. We've done this already. What I'm saying is where the laws need to be changed, and if Wisconsin's doing that, uh, getting their act together, making sure that the legislature passes the laws that are complied with during the election, uh, not individual public officials or bureaucrats uh, doing it, then that's a good thing. I'm not familiar with it, but if that's what they're doing, that's a good thing. In every one of these states, these legislatures need to reassert themselves. You know, prior to the election, I would point out over and over and over again that Biden had amassed over 600 lawyers. Remember that, Mr. Reducer? And he was sending them throughout the country, and he pretends he had no role in it. Of course he did. This same law firm, Perkins Coie, this same hatchet man, Mark Elias, out there uh, having an influence. And they brag about it in time uh, on on their Time website. And Time is going on in 6,500 words, how they organized this and did all this. Now, the Republican state legislatures, Democrat legislature, whatever they are, they have the power under the federal constitution. And so now they're trying to reassert it. They're trying to fix the situation. Some are, some aren't, and some are more aggressive, and I'm pleased about it. So they're now going to get whacked by the New York Times. What about judicial independence? Stop, stop making us laugh. Stop making us laugh. We don't give a damn what the New York Times has to say anyway. Meanwhile, where are all the nasty articles, Mar, about... Uh, Pelosi and the others pushing H.R. 1, which has as their purpose to absolutely destroy the state election systems as if they haven't done enough to ensure uh, forever Democrat rule in this country. So we don't need the mouthpiece for the Democrats, the propagandists for the Democrats, led by the New York Times and the Washington Post, passing judgment at all on the Constitution, which they don't like and they reject. Thank you for your call. I want to remind you, and I want to start where I... I want to end where I started today. One of the greatest problems the Republican Party has is Mitch McConnell. He has been a failed leader, given all the time he's been there. It is not he who has, result- who has created majorities in the Senate. It is we. We. Whether it is the Tea Party movement or the Trump movement. Way back when, whether it was Reagan who had coattails. Reagan had coattails, Trump had coattails, the Tea Party pushed in people. Rather than say thank you, McConnell attacks us. And I want you to know, he wants your man, Donald Trump, in federal prison. That's where he wants him. That's where he wants him. So Mitch McConnell is the enemy of principled and traditional conservatives. Mitch McConnell is the enemy of those who voted for Trump, and frankly, those who voted for Reagan. Mitch McConnell's the enemy of the old Tea Party and the Tea Party movement, much of which is still out there in various parts of the country. Mitch McConnell is the friend of anything Washington. He's Joe Biden's friend. And uh, this is a big problem. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with one arm and one leg and all kinds of things tied behind my back, we muscled through, thanks to you. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. I'll see you here tomorrow. God bless you. Keep your chin up. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.